What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ancient Wisdom, your weekly Pokemon TCG podcast. My name is Corey Rausch. With me as always, although be it with me remote this time, DJ Keener. DJ, how are you? Living the dream, man. Living the dream. How are you? Good, good. I guess it's always remote, but it's certainly a different location than normal today. But we're making do. Uh, a little bit of a yeah, busy yeah. week for... Yeah, yeah. only, but that's all right. A little bit of a different week for the both of us, a busy week for the both of us. So, um, but we wanted to make sure that we got in here and talked about our first impressions of like actually like getting to play Paldea Evolved. We wanted to talk a little bit more about results, but um, a, a lot of the online events were like canceled yesterday because we, we specifically wanted to wait until um, the what late nights were done because they're usually the bigger events. And they yeah. were bigger events, but they got cut short uh, and, and, and stuff with everything going on with. I guess the server was down for a number of games, but PTCG Live was definitely one of them. So they both had 300 people in them, and that, like, so the one actually went to. I guess the one did end up finishing. Yeah, yeah, in so, some capacity. So we can, we can look at that a little bit, but mostly we wanted we decided that this was going to kind of just be like a thoughts dump of sorts. Uh, we both we both have really dug into what we're liking for NAIC. If if it was this weekend, I I don't think we are like obviously finalized or in any form or fashion, but. Um, definitely. No, there's definitely a couple things I'm still like considering or would be, but like I'm I'm a lot closer than I was a week ago. Yeah, it feels like every day I get a little bit closer. I get I get a little bit more confident in what I like in this format, what I don't like in this format. I generally like the format overall, but like what I would feel comfortable with going into a tournament kind of changes from not even changes, but solidifies from day to day. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just learning different things. You know, you find out different things about matchups, different things about lists. It's just yeah. uh, it's kind of constantly moving. Yeah, so rather than asking what you've been playing over the last week, because we're basically going to talk about all of it, what deck would you like to start with? I'm also just going to shout out real quick if this throws a wrench in anything, because I didn't know this was on here. There's like half of the top 16 from Nagata on Limitless now. Yeah, I figured we'd talk about that, because I did look at that, and I figured we'd talk about it next week, because ideally we'll have all of that. Um, because I did look Fair before enough. we jumped on it. Yeah, the, for what DJ is referring to, the Japanese... Uh, National Championship, I guess. Yeah, that took place over the weekend. Um, it was almost two thousand players, so it is pretty indicative of what this format looks like. Um, and uh, yeah, Fusion yeah, Mew. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about Fusion Mew since that's your favorite deck? Yeah, we can just start there. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think what's actually um, interesting about this list because you don't have it up um, is it I've was, seen it already. Yeah, so. it, it's Fusion Mew with no Meloetta in it, so it's mostly yeah, it's saying, just Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah, and it plays the Warcorio for like another whatever, but um, I guess that the, what, what this is, is saying is we still because they still have a path in here, so they're not fully committed to like just being a fusion like a fusion strike deck like beyond Mew, but they want to have be able to like turn off the Spirit Tomb. Do you really think that's maybe that was worth it? Yeah, so I guess I'll I'll comment on a couple things to to start on this one. Like I, I think the the one path is like at the very least. The requirements in Fusion Mew because you're going to play either Roxanne or Iono either way. That's kind of your way you put the late game. So you're not just like checkmated to Drapion. Uh, like that was kind of, you know, that's where like Path and Mew started. It was like you just played one if you were Roxanne and that was kind of your, uh, your end game trump to the shenanigans. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this, this is like hyper targeted at beating Spiritomb and, uh, it's really funny because they played against Spiritomb in the finals, but like, in general, Spiritomb doesn't really get played. It's like kind of like full blown cope to think that that's the thing that's going to like push me out of the format because then everyone would have to play it and they're just not going to. 
<laughs> yeah, looking very quickly through the list that we already have, it was obviously in the second place Gardevoir list. It was in the sixth place uh, uh, Giratina Lost Zone deck. Uh, I haven't found any more yet, but I'm also clicking very slowly because it's not like I'm just like scrolling through lists. I have to click on each one. But yeah, I like that. That and is the rationale for playing take. it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, this, this, this is a different take because, like, I, I can't, I can't stomach the idea of flying uh, Fusion Mew without Meloetta. It doesn't even make sense. Well, yeah, I don't, um, I, I don't think you can stomach playing Fusion Mew, let alone playing without Meloetta. I mean, like, you're giving up your upside. You're, you're literally just yeah. playing a hard counter to the deck, right? Like, that makes no sense to me at all. Um, do you know if this event? Like, I, I, it's funny because you said we weren't going to go deep on the event, but is, was this best of three? Uh, I believe it was. I'll look real quick. Because that's so my, my point was so. going to be. My point was going to be if it's not. Like, so here's here's the thing about Spirit Tim. If the Mew player goes first, it just doesn't matter 99% of the time. Um, so if you go first and then throughout the course of that game find out they have Spirit Tim, now game two, you're like able to really play around it. Um, but the flip side is in like game one, you like, if you're playing best of ones, you can't afford to scoop a game if you, they go first in Spirit Tomb, you know? So like mm-hmm. a version like this is like necessary if the event is best of one. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like massively different in best of three. And the event could be best of three anyway, which, you know, kind of throws that all out. But like, I mean, it just makes me get it even less. I, I've tried Fusion Mew, I've tested the Fusion Mew more. It's just not. At the very least, it's not for me, and it's not even like I've heard different people be like, oh, like everyone just had their reps in with uh, DTMU, so like they can't switch. But I played a lot of Fusion Mew before DTMU became a thing, so this is not something that I'm like inexperienced with. It just is not. I mean, it's got the same problems that I got with that. It's just a pile of bricks. Yeah, like you can only play so many cards that do stone nothing before it becomes a problem. Yeah, I don't actually see where it's confirmed the format was, but I understand your point nonetheless, and I don't think it's like either 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 way. I think that like your point still stands about where we stand on this version of it, whether or not no matter what that format was. That's kind of how. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of curious because that's the one way I could justify playing like just Ice Q. Yeah, like that that specific combination doesn't make or Corio is not bad at all. So that's not what I'm trying to say, but like yeah, or Corio is fine. Play that over Melod. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. The the, the list is bizarre. Um, in terms of, but I'm, I'm just, kind of off of this deck. Yeah, are you? Uh, I'm you not just... off of Mew. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, yeah, I was just getting to it. Um, no, I'm not off of DT and Mew yet. I think that it still can do. I mean, just classic DT and Mew things. You set up fast. You start judging early. You start Ionoing if they clear any of your stuff. You've got a million paths which do less than they used to, but like. It's still very good against two of the decks that I would consider to be top tier, and Guardy can't come back against you if they're, like, standard Guardy, not reversal Guardy, without uh, abilities. So, like, that still locks down the late game against them. It clears a lot of gaps against Lugia and Chanpao. Um, it's not very good against, like, any of the tier 2 and tier 3 decks, from my perspective, really, but yeah, it's it's still doing enough in what I would expect to be, like, two of the top five matchups. I mean, in there's obviously still the upside. We kind of already touched on like Iono Path being uh, a late game insurance policy against things like Drapion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, shuts off Greninja later in the game if you uh, get to Iono a Lost Box player down to a lower hand size. I, I think DTMU is still real. I think it's probably like 
saving the point where it's just kind of a, a tier two deck that sits around, like stays around for forever because path disruption is just a solid game plan. Um, but it also doesn't feel from like the perspective of playing games, like it's especially favored against anything, but it's like really underplayed right now. So there's not like data to check myself on that. I just haven't yeah. felt like I'm super favored in anything. Yeah, and if there's like not that I like I obviously trust you on most decks, but if there's one deck like I, I trust you without data on, it's it's your feelings on mute, especially if you're gonna say it's not amazing. Because like like you're saying it's good, but it's not like great, which if there's a deck that I think you're gonna default to saying is great, it's Muse. So the fact that you're saying that like it's fine and we don't have the data to prove that it's anything better than fine i think like kind of makes me feel confident like because that's what i was feeling too where it's like what the deck does is still very good it's just does it does it running into things hit very good and in a lot of the current matchups it Mm -hmm. hits okay but so like i think it's certainly worth playing worth considering i don't think it's like like you said i think tier two is probably a good place for you at this point so we'll iron out our tier tiers as we get closer and closer to the event in two weeks but that sounds about right for where i would think Mew is right now uh, yeah think... and i mean it's it's possible depending on what happens with like as we get closer to and depending on what happens at like the top end of the format what decks do you think will be really played what decks do you think are really good like it does have a couple really good matchups um and it's possible that those decks could end up being like two of the I think that's got two really good matchups, like I said, and those could be two of the most three most played decks. So it's possible that we end up at a spot where I'm going, actually, this is like definitively at least my fourth deck because it counters two of the best ones. But right now I'm not. I mean, I'm just not there. There's too much flux, especially with the uh, top decks. So Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like I said, the rest of the the rest of the top cut, we only have about half of it so far. Um, I think it's actually exactly half, but it's yeah. I mean, I think we can just move. Like, we don't even have to look at this. I think the next thing to talk about and the, the deck that probably deserves the most airtime for us is going to be the uh, Gardevoir decks, right? That's a, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Even if we don't have it, we still have like there was there was three Mew in this in this top cut, and um, there like that we have, and then we have two Guardies. So Guardy would be the next deck I would want to talk about anyway. So that yeah, that's kind of what I was working towards there. Um. Both of the versions we have so far are the, are the traditional, like, what what we have come to expect from, like, a standard Guardi list in terms of no Mewtwo, just kind of do your thing, be the most effective deck in the format. What most people are predicting is going to be, if not the best deck, the most played deck. And you can parse between the two at that point, because I do think that the ceiling on this deck is extremely high. Uh, I know that we have both like talked independently, like off offline about like how we wouldn't necessarily want to play this because we wouldn't want to play a lot of mirrors. But is there anything you're taking away from current Guardi lists that you're like, wow, this is? I don't see where it gets an edge in the mirror, but against everything else, it's 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 pretty good. No, not not really. There's nothing in particular that's been like standing out to me. I'll, I'll say from playing um, against both versions of Guardi, so the reversal energy list we've talked about that before with like quad reversal, less emphasis on Guardi EX, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, I have found that the multiple mana fee from that list is very, very good into a couple decks that I consider to be really strong. So I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards wanting to play multiple. That also like stops taxing you on playing these super rods early to put back mana fee in the matches where that matters. Um, that's kind of stood out to me. But I mean, that's, you nailed our problem with guard really. Like you're finding an edge in the mirror especially is just really really hard you kind of just have to go faster in a deck that wants to take time and set up it's yeah. like so funny it's like the inverse of every other matchup where against every other deck you're like yeah they'll take some prizes i'm gonna own them i build back better i have a bunch of curly as i have uh trying arcanos it is what it is 
And in the mirror, it's like, I need to find Rick Andy. I need to start arcading and attacking like now because we both rebuild fine. There's no like insane play to uh, clear like a multi prize turn in the standard main deck. Like it's, it's tough. Um, yeah. One card that improved a lot for me, I'm, last time I'll cut you off, I promise, is uh, no, 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 please. Cresselia from last format to this format. There's just way more stuff that I'm trying to pick off on the bench where that card felt so average. Uh, in the Scarlet Violet format. It feels really good when Paul Day evolved in it. And I think that's like, I mean, you kind of played it anyway, but it's just like it went from being a, a average role player in the deck to like a, a key card in a lot of matchups. Yeah, I like, I like, I, I like you actually, even though like this, this last weekend was still, and Fresno was still, um, the Scarlet Violet format, you saw that it like, they were finding in certain matchups, which I think will the reason why this is relevant is because they will be the matchups that are more prevalent, whether it be the mirror or things like that, where being able to manipulate things like that, like like uh, Cresselia can just become such a, a big player in a matchup. I think what we didn't like about it before was against most things, it was just kind of bad. Against Lost Box, you could obviously see the, the reasoning for it. And then if you were playing a mirror, this format playing the mirror was not really like you, if you played one or two in an event, that was probably a lot because of its meta share. That's not going there to was be like one key. weekend where the deck was outrageously played. And yeah. Other than that, it hasn't been that popular. Yeah. So like, but like that, that changes. And if you're able to the one that if you're going to be the one that's able to like kind of like stifle your opponents like curlias or stuff like that before they can actually get set up with things while like just building your board, like that's that's the edge in the mirror that you're looking for because you are able to move a little bit fast without actually having to like turbo through your actual guard of warline. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you have to set up an EX because that way you can put the energy out to get the damage counters moving. But like, it just, it can, it, it can just be such a board breaker in the mirror, in the mirror because you're stopping them from setting up, not like actually having to kill whatever is in the active or play more bosses because you're just not really going to necessarily play a, a fat stack of bosses in guard of war. So it's nice to be able to kind of manipulate the board for, in a different perspective. But, yeah, and that just nailed something exactly like I was going to say. Like, it's 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 tough to fit too many bosses in your deck, and you would love to be able to boss the setup guys against a lot of these decks, and that's that's tough to do when your yeah. deck also requires you to play for Iona. So the Cresselia being able to pick off, you know, Guardies, Fridgebaxes, whatever it may be, is just like really important. But, like, that's important too, right? Is that, like... It also just like, hard counters Tinglu if anyone plays it. Sure does. Um... Oh, man, I want to love Tinglu. I, I wish you hadn't said that. But anyway, uh, it, like it's just what, what's important there, though, right? Is that the reason why Iono is so good in Guardian is because you're you're like mostly the most Iono-proof deck because all of your things are drawing cards. But if you're using Cresselia and like uh-huh. you're not using a boss, you're Ionoing and then crossing crossing like a Curlia, you're actually eliminating that and actually making them more vulnerable. To the Iono, so it's actually kind of like tilting that just slightly in the mirror. Like, right, right. I, I don't know. I think that that like. That's the kind of card that, like you said, I, I I was a little bit higher on it than you were this format, but like I think that it's really going to shine in the next format, specifically in the mirror match, because and that's that's what's pushed us away from the deck is that it's so hard to find those edges in the mirror. It's why I've liked the Mewtwo version better, because I think it's the version that has the slight edge in the mirror, but like also just manipulating with Cresselia gets that job done as well. Yeah, for sure. And it's like I saw a like already list somewhere. I'm not sure what event it was from, but like the played double crass and that like. I think that's too deep. I don't think you need to do that, but it is like an interesting consideration at least. Yeah, yeah. It's just tough because like realistically you're unless they're knocking out like because your energy like your, your energies are just stuck there, so it is tough to like actually use it multiple times, but like if you do mm-hmm. it two two times, that's probably enough to really tilt the matchup. So um yeah, I, I think that's about yeah. 
until Gardevoir, like the, the issue with where we're at right now with Gardevoir is because it's been so hyped coming in and because it was a deck last format that basically just got like two new cards and didn't adapt all that much. It just, those cards put it over the top in terms of what it's doing. There's not a lot of innovation to really talk about there just yet. So, um, yeah, it just didn't really need to change. Like the, the change was just putting a supporter in, you know? Yes. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and if, and if you decide to play like a one of reversal energy for that power spike, which it, it seems pretty split on whether or not people play it. I think the second place list did, I believe that the list that we have that got ninth did not. So it, it, that is like in some lists play two even it's yeah it's interesting do you think that that's something that you're like interested in playing multiple in regular guardian or not i would probably play one i i don't know if i don't know if i'd get the two but i would probably play one because like that card is just such a like being able to just do 150 for a single attachment with with brain uh what mm-hmm. was it brainwave is, is so good or like limiting yeah. the amount of damage you have to put on i guess i know because the amount of damage you have to put on is not that bad but like it, it just gets you into like tilting games faster not that you really have to because you are the setup deck that kind of grinds out the game but it's nice to have the option if there is an actual problem to just be able to spike it out of the way yeah it also makes it a lot easier to get like brainwave to a spot where it's knocking out uh the user basic ex's without needing to use uh guard ex yeah so like in games where you like don't want to uh ever make a duke vulnerable can be pretty good value and obviously there's the lux ray upside too if you're going to play it yeah, yeah, it gives you options. I yeah, I I, I mean, I'm biased. I think reversal energy is like one of my favorite cards in the set, so it's tough for me to not want to sneak it in there. But yeah, I'm pretty locked in on playing at least one in the deck because I, I kind of think Fletcher is also really good. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, the rest of so we're not going to talk about um, Giratine, even though that was the next deck that saw decent because we're just never going to play that deck. And I, I don't. Rec- I mean, we can start about Lost Note Variants in general. That's, if you that's want. What I, yeah, <laughs> that's what I figured. I was like, I, I don't think we'll overplay that version, even though like I understand the logic. This is the first time I've understood the logic of playing Giratina over just regular Lost Box because it is well, it's it's less vulnerable to Iono than the other ones are. I wouldn't play it because it's still a pile, but I under this I understand still people- like only kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it seems like people are still torn going into the next format, whether or not you're playing Kyogre, but the most dominant version of Lost, the most dominant in terms of presence version of Lost Box is essentially what we're seeing the team from, uh, the, the just got back to back second places in North America with the turbo version, whether or not they're playing Kyogre. So what are your thoughts on, I know that we've been pretty down on Lost Box, but uh, we, we've been talking in like, well, are we being too down on this? And maybe we're it's leading us to sleep on a deck that has been arguably the best deck in the format. Uh, and, and people thought it was going to die when this thing happened, when that thing happened, and it just doesn't quite die. Do you think people are sleeping on Lost Box to an extent? No. Um, I don't, only because we just saw one of the 300-some player late nights have three in the top four. So that tells okay. me that people are definitely still playing the deck. Yeah, um, that's a valid point. I. Uh, same thing, like you said, there are some like variants in the lists, but I mean, I think I think Sable's Art as a deck is dead. I think so. I don't too. think that does anything. Um, it's just too hard when you're like taking, unless you're like waiting to take a bunch of prizes at the end of the game to set up the Charizard um, in a way that they like don't see coming, and you like, I don't know, it just like doesn't work. You can't play it, and then let them just boss it or whatever, but you also like have to attack with it to not be in a spot where you just like, get, get Ioned. So I think you need to really be playing like two Kyogre and Sableye to try to take all your prizes in ball. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I think so too. Like, I think that's, that's pretty relevant as well because like anytime you do like 
it's the same thing last format where anytime you're getting judged, like that really sucked. So being able to like actually make it so that I don't know is just a judge uh, and never anything more. And then you're able to and like, that's, kinda... that's the big thing. You can be judge. The yeah. deck is fine at beating judge. Like, yes, I own it for the bottom is better than judge. Like worse for you, better for them. Like you could be judged, so you can be slightly improved judge. That's not a concern. The concern is the Iona's the two, the one. You know, yeah. that's where it gets really difficult. Yeah, and... where you're essentially beating multiple Roxanne. It's just hard to imagine that that's something you're going to be able to pull off with any regularity. Exactly, exactly. I'm actually like kind of interested. This actually won the late night. I was looking at it earlier, um, and I didn't like the specific list, but the the concept was kind of going back to the all single prize Kyogre list. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have it um, up now. Yeah. Because like this format is a little bit different for Lost Box than last format in the sense that you don't really need to start attacking turn one because you don't want to start making those items better against you anyway. Mm-hmm. So you can take a little bit of time giving up one prizers and you can easily find a, a board state that you like Sableye for like four prizes in one attack while you already have Kyogre on your bench or something. Like yeah. just to throw some like I did some napkin math earlier just for like something that's interesting. It takes four Sableye attacks to knock out two Shining or Fana Gardevoirs, a Raven, Green Engine, and a Manaphy. So you can, after four attacks, take your four prizes there, and then just next turn, they I you, whatever. You either still have a Sableye or you, you know, Kyogre and ending it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so that's, that's obviously not foolproof, but. It at least is a path that we didn't, that, like, that doesn't necessarily exist if you don't go this deep. So, yeah, I, I like, I don't necessarily love the list, like, card for card, but I do like the idea of like... Yeah, there's gonna be a passes and I get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, but I like the idea of cutting out some of the phlegm, some of the, some of the, some of the, uh, the extra stuff, and actually just being like, mm-hmm. basically full Sableye until it's time to like just hit them with the... Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, with you're the doing the part of Sablezard that's good, but not like... The Charizard is like too vulnerable now, it just doesn't work well in Iona, so instead you have Greninja, which helps Iona prove you you also yep. can still like snowball games against Guardi if you're able to, you know, quickly knock out their, their Manaphy with uh or Sableye or like Bots Cram and then just Greninja to Curlias or whatever. Um so you can like really snowball a game that way still. Which is like that's the place where it's okay to take prizes also. It's okay to knock out two setup guys and take early prizes. Yeah. Yeah, I, so. I- I'm intrigued. Like, I want to, like, I, you mentioned it last night that we should probably try it some more. And then, like, these late night results kind of hammer that home. That, mm-hmm. Like, it is something that I probably have, like, it wasn't that it was off my radar. It just was not one of the, like, my higher contenders for what I was thinking I was going to play. And maybe it's time to look at that a little bit deeper. I've played plenty of Lost Box. I've always liked Lost Box. So it's worth actually looking at in terms of an option to play at the biggest tournament of the year. So, um, yeah, I think, I think we've definitely, like, not just us, the community is supposed to kind of overreacted to the what was next bad against hand disruption angle because, like, yeah, it is, but we also said, I mean, not us, but this is one where we were on the other side of it. But people were like, oh man, scoop up that can't deck's not possibly going to be able to function without scoop up, scoop up that. And turns out Turbo Box was still like the best version, even though it lost its best card. Yeah, and now so, you have something in, yeah. <laughs> you have something in like Jet Energy that is just such an insane value add for a deck mm-hmm. like Lost Box. Like, I know that that Kyogre list we just looked at wasn't playing it. As you but yeah, just being able to get like essentially three comfy actions with one attachment is is pretty bonkers. Like if you start one, switch into one, yeah. retreat, you know, like that's just so good, such good value for yeah. you to actually like another way to turbo without actually having to play like the V's and things like that. So yeah, I'm intrigued by where Lost Box is right now more so than I thought I would be. Uh, and then we're getting into the decks that I think you and I are the most intrigued by it. At, right, at least right this moment, I wouldn't say that these are definitely where we're at, but. 
Um, because the rest of this top eight beyond Gardevoir, uh, Lost Zone, and um, Mew, there was two Lugias and a Chin Pal deck. So the, the, both Lugias were the colorless version, which I, I think that we're kind of divided, not even like we're kind of still torn on if we like that version or we like some sort of like mixed version or if we like single strike or is this new deck smell or is this kind of where we want the deck yeah. to go? I, I, I tend to think it, it's a bit of that, but we are, we are starting to see some avenues where there are really good, like promising things about the single or the, the vanilla deck, the, the colorless deck. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. like led us to wanting to consider the hybrid version in the first place was because if nothing else, Snorlax is just really good. And yeah, I think that's the problem, which is why like we messed with the, the hybrid version. So for anyone who hasn't seen anything like this, like the hybrid version we've been talking about is basically colorless Lugia, but instead of playing like Drapion and Weirdier, we are still playing two Tyranitars. Um, and then use the shimmy and some single strike energies and urns. The, the downside, obviously, is that you have to play these energies that don't do anything on a lot of your cards. And wow. that also is, uh, a little bit brickier, but you've got a ton of upside, especially against, uh, two prize decks because it's much harder for Colorless Lugia to kill those 220 guys. Um, yeah. Outside of a Lugia attack. Yeah. You star without DT and it's just tough, you know, yeah. um, later in the game, like you can weirder things, which is cool, but to do early yeah yeah that's and there's plenty of decks in this format that are not are okay with playing from behind i don't necessarily know that lugia wants to be one of those decks yeah i don't know so that's kind of like that, that's what's been giving I mean, me pause once is a strong word right you definitely don't want to but you can yes yeah you, know, yeah, you, yeah. you can play luxray you can uh you know turn reversal energy on obviously just by being behind a little bit you can search it with archaeops there's definitely some angles but it's a little bit ugly. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, I, I feel like at this point we're we're basically taking anything you can. Like, I, I mean, obviously the single strike version is tried and true at this point. We just saw it win uh, a regional event in 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 the Scarlet Violet format that that Reagan has played. I think the what three top eights with the same exact sixty, which is kind of absurd. And, and like that only that version also gets better with the new set because of things like like the like the energies that we're getting and and just being like more consistent. It, it's an Iono a deck that can Iono pretty pretty reasonably and just disrupt your opponent. So I don't know. I, I think that some version of Lugia is, is a exceptional play. And I finally really committed to playing Lugia over the last three weeks after kind of being off it for a while. And it, it just feels so strong. I don't know that it's like the best deck, but it does because I do think the Gardevoir probably will put up the best overall results, but yeah, I agree. I think, and I just... think like you kind of already got like set up, but like being able to play multiple gift energies is just like so good into the, the, field of Ionos because like they're obviously trying to Iono and then clear your threat but you're just drawing back up you have gift energies so yeah it's, it's such you know, a boon it's a consistency yeah yeah it's just like you're you're so much harder to disrupt you can still afford to play Ionos pretty much after your first like once you're set up I mean you're either bossing or playing a hand disruption card for the rest of the game ideally and like it's just like so so free to not have to worry about like finding draw supporters or anything because your your engine just sets you up for the rest of the game which you have your archaeops in play yeah one thing that i really want to mention for the colorless version is like big upside too is like a lot of games especially uh like with single strike when you're trying to get all those energies on a t-tar or something if you end up in one of those awkward games where you're not able to bring that or not able to you know pitch to archaeops for whatever reason uh it's like really bad when you only get one uh for pure colorless, I mean it's still bad, obviously, but Snorlax attacks really efficiently with just one Archaeops. Um and I think that's 
really good because you can still use your manual attaches to get whatever else going and still fully power up the Snorlax with the Travel Turbo. Yeah, and you don't close every game out with Weird Ear, but the idea, the fact that you can end up closing it out without actually having to Archeops to it at all, like an attacker that you don't ever have to Archeops mm-hmm. to, is also very appealing. So yeah, mm-hmm. that that makes like I, I definitely see that as, as part of an upside. So that's, I'm glad you, you shouted that out because that that is easy to kind of ignore, but it is super helpful. That... Yeah, it's kind of like more boring. It's a little bit lower power level than I mean. Like the the real upside is most definitely just like that you get to play all energies that do things instead of having just single strike energies. But like there there are a couple other upsides. It's I think it's a little bit lower ceiling but higher floor situation. Yeah, um, and like the, like you said, like, like the, the Luxray can turn that up a little bit because into the mirror into the deck we're going to talk about next, it can actually like. It is a little bit more of a swing play that you're able to uh, again for sure power up for one attachment, which is really nice. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Absolutely. I'm 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 forever intrigued by Lugia. I finally come around, and I don't th- like. I don't know that it would be. I think right now it's what I'm leaning towards two playing. Sets too late. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, if it wins NAIC, can you really say it's two sets too late? No, no, you can't. <laughs> Uh, and like that's what it is, right? Is that I think that like I, think if it, I know that we're like not making predictions or any, or anything, but if we were like if, if the tournament was not in two weeks, if it was today, that's what I, I would be playing some version of Lugia because I just think that right now it's the one I'm most it's what I've gotten most comfortable with, and I think it's just very well positioned. But yeah, for sure, same. The deck you're doing everything to convince me on, not even that you're necessarily a hundred percent locked in on it, like because I don't think you nearly decided your play either. No, I mean if if it was today, I would be playing Lugia too. But the deck that we're we're increasingly intrigued by and the more we play it the more we like it uh is Chin pow and i don't think that the version that made top cut here is the one that you necessarily like this is i believe the one that got seventh place here at 10 4 and 1 was the version that alex shamansky shared in his article where instead of playing a, a palkia line is playing a 1-1 rcs line um it is playing my beloved kyogre that i uh, if i play this i'm going to convince dave has to go into this deck but what what the what the Chin Pao deck does is just I mean it's a tried and true strategy for generations of Pokemon like it, it what it does is so strong and the Chin the Chin Pao's ability to get you two basic energy when it's in the from your deck when it's in the active is is such a consistency booster it fuels your draw engine with Greninja Greninja in and of itself can attack multiple times so that's obviously broken if this deck sets up like it's it's such a scary deck to go into having an unlimited damage cap and a draw a built in draw engine plus Bibarel so you're all not Iono proof but almost Iono proof so Certainly much better. Yeah, you're you're really feeling this deck right now, right? I'm really into it. I'm definitely I'm very into it. Yeah, it's it's really strong. Um, we kind of talked about it with uh, Lost Locks when we talked about like Grim Ninja and you know Sableye. Like if you're given the opportunity, you can take early knockups on their setup guys, and this does the same thing. Like you're able to very very early on if they don't find their mana fear, if you're able to clear their mana fee and. You know, whether that's like with Lost City or Canceling Cologne, uh, it can Greninja knockout on two setup guys, like a ton of consistency. And even if you're not doing that, you're taxing them because every turn they need to set up Manaphy again. If you just want your setup, go boss Manaphy, boss Manaphy, boss Manaphy. Until you find like an angle to actually, you know, knock out some setup guys. And a lot of times you're able to win that race. So I've like loved this deck against other two prize or three prize decks. Uh, Shampao, like it hits the numbers you want it to because it hits any number you want it to. Like, it just does as much damage as you want. Oddly enough, that's a good <laughs> like, thing. Weird. Very weird. Yeah, I mean, uncapped damage is good. Um, there's nothing that's too tanky for it to clear. There's like a decent number of awkward numbers because 310 is like 10 more damage than 5 energies get, and 70 is more than 1 energy gets. It's like you have it in your active and you need to knock out a mana fear or a Ralph or something, but 
whatever, right? It's not that big of a deal. It's um, not enough of a big deal for someone to put the Arduino in. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, Everout, like the deck is bad against Path Peak, so there's problem number one. But none of the decks we've really talked about, except for debatably Fusion Mew, are good Path decks. So that's good, a good sign. Um, and with Bibarel, you're fine against Iono, but if you don't get Bib set up, Iono in the late game can be really, really crushing. Yeah, but I think like um, you typically do the by the yeah you typically do by the end game, and like if they're targeting Bib down in the end game to like disrupt with Iono, they're not disrupting your actual attackers or anything like that, and that can be problematic. But like there's nothing that also just favor like you're you're throwing off the prize race. Then I don't know like. I don't think that, like, if you set up no, it, yeah. it typically sticks. You're so, like, chasing your bibs isn't a, a concern. Because, like you said, if they're chasing them, they're leaving attackers. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what it boils down to. If they have to get, if they're going to kill bib, then they can kill bib and Iono. You, you can still attack, which is defeating the purpose. Kind of same thing as we said, like, about gift energy and having Archeops up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's. It, I, think, I think what I like the most about it, and it's what I liked about Lugia as well when we were testing it, is that, like, th- I think the most important thing I keep hammering, I think I've said it a million times on this podcast already, is like finding the edges in the Gardevoir match because that's going to be what you play the most. And I think that this actually mm-hmm. does. I don't know if it, I'm not going to say it has this like extremely favorable matchup into Guardi, but it feels pretty good into it. And it also can trade with like the, the multi prize decks. So it's very that's promising because it's of like that, a right? Very, very clear path to victory in a lot of matchups and like. I, the thing that I like a lot more about the Palkia version than the Arceus version is uh, that there's not an especially clear counterplay either, because like in the Arc version, if they're able to effectively hunt down and clear your Frigibaxes or Excalibur, even if it's already evolved, uh, you can run out of Steam really easy. And it's really hard to run Palkia out of Steam. Yeah. Um, because, it, you know, it wants a lot more HP, too. It doesn't discard energies when it attacks, so like even in the worst case you can fill your bench and just start attacking with Palkias. One of the cool things about this format right now is that uh I mean this is partially because of mirrors, but against Mirror, against Cardi, like you're not running into the problem that uh Palk had when it was like the best deck where you have to have choice belt and things like Goon and stuff to take like certain knockouts. It just knocks out most things. Yeah. And the things that it doesn't chain Pal does. Right, exactly. So like you're able to buy yourself a lot of time just like start portaling and then attacking with Palkias um, to the point where like I I can't really imagine playing Arceus over it especially when you're playing Arceus is just like a complicated search to yeah 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 I don't know like I like we so I guess I'm just going to shout out the, the rationale real quick on the, the art because like it's not extremely obvious I guess uh, we were already mentioning that you like kind of have to deal with Manaphy. That's like your path to victory against Cardi. If you can just deal with their Manaphy's, um, you can just kill them. Uh, when you play Arc, you're able to search for a one of canceling Cologne with it and then go boss Cologne their Manaphy. And even if you just leave the Manaphy and they're active and snipe two bench guys, you can take a really big swing in the game there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good. But like, just to play devil's advocate on it, I mean, you're already playing a Luminian. You could play a second Luminian and play Forest Seal Stone, and then go Luminian, search boss, Forest Seal for canceling clone. So, um, I don't know. I'm not, like, bought in that even if I didn't play Palk, I would want to play Arceus, I guess. That's sort of the weird one to me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you pretty completely. I pr- like I appreciated Alex's analysis. Shermansky Al- posted an article, and that's kind of where, like I said, and that's kind of where the list came from. And I understand his rationale. I just, I just don't know that I can get there, because I actually just think that 
like I like flooding the board yeah. with energies to put on the Luminian, but I don't I don't think that that's actually worthwhile. I don't know. I think that this like I, I was skeptical that it would be able to be figured out before the event, unless you were like really grinding with it. But like actually like playing games with it, like I don't want to say it's intuitive because like that was not my worry. It was more about like finding like the ratios, and I, I understand why Alex would think that Arceus finds those ratios, but I just I don't necessarily think it's any better than Palkia because like you said, like actually attacking with Palkia feels good where. Like and, and it tanks the hits. It, like I guess that if they play Luxray, you can get punished. But I don't know. I, it's it, like the one downside, I guess, that like it makes Luxray good against you, which isn't otherwise. So there is like real downside there. But you know, not everyone is playing it in Guardian. Not everyone is playing it in Lugia. So most probably are in both. But still, yeah. But even if they are, like, yes, obviously that sucks. But if you're just like, if, that's if not the end of the world. No, it, it's just not. So I don't know. I think that. I want to test like all of the ideas that we've seen from it still, whether it be the Ark or the Palkia, whether it be skating parks or lost cities. If I can get Kyogre back in there, if they, like if there's something else that we're not thinking about right now that like I, because I mean Randance is such a powerful ability that we might be able to figure something else out that fits in here, or if we just want to go like streamlined and and, and like kind of mess with that. Like I think that there's this deck is very yeah. powerful, and yeah, I think that there's I, a lot. I think that I was being not even too harsh because I, I understood that the potential for it was very real. Yeah, but... a little overly cautious, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think it was harsh. I think it was cautious about it. And like, just the more I see it play, the more I'm like, there, there was no reason for that. This deck is clearly good. This deck is clearly, I think it's clearly a tier one deck going into the format. Yeah, and... I agree. So we'll see where it goes from there. But I'm, I'm excited. Like, I think it's nice to have that as a new deck in the format to kind of mess around with. Yeah, yeah, it's at least something different. It does change things. And I, I do want to shout out one other card that like. I mean, plenty of things can play, but aren't really. And it's like exceptionally good here. Is uh, Avery is kind of sick in here because they can never discard their mana fee, so they always have to discard two real cards. Yeah, yeah, um, that's that's a valid. Which that's is a... just like sick value. Yeah, I, I think Avery's actually like I, I said this to you yesterday, but I think Avery's like a sleeper card in this format that a lot of people aren't like understanding mm-hmm. like how like it, it could be excessively like impactful, and I'm I'm excited to see like just how like if it actually like makes its way into lists early because like. Lost Box wants their full bench. Gardevoir wants their full bench. And against you, both of those decks want part of their bench to be a mana fee. So, like, actually just being yep. able to throw that off is just so strong. So I'm, I'm intrigued. It's uh-huh. also, when you look at, like, the way Chan wants to set up, it's also really good in the mirror. You really want to have, like, you want to have a Baxcalibur, you want to have a Chan Pal, you want to have a Bipro, you want to have a Palkia. Yeah. Like, we're already at four guys in play just with that. And it's like, well, now I need a mana fee when I'm setting up in the mirror. Now I need that, like, if I played my Luminian, at least that's an easy pitch. But, like... Once you're well, set the up, other it's one? not so yeah. bad to get Avery, but yeah, you know, it, it isn't. It isn't though. Up, they can be really tough. It isn't. It isn't because, like, yes, that that Luminian is the easy pitch. What's the other easy pitch? Because once, once you're like set up, the the man, if he's an easy pitch, right? It doesn't. I guess. It's already backscaler. I mean, I guess it's bad if they're playing Kyogre, especially because if they discard the man, if you can Kyogre the guy off the bench, but like, yeah. Don't worry. Whenever I convince you that Avery has to go in here, I'm also going to convince you that Kyogre can go in then. So just prepare yourself. Yeah, I have I have Avery, and I'm testing Avery without Kyogre. It's, if I uh, if I like it, I'll definitely try. If I guess I should say, if that interaction feels like it comes up in the mirror, I'll have to try the Ogre. Okay. Well, I can work with that. That that's you know something I can look forward to. I mean, I've, I've played it a little bit. It just didn't feel like it did anything when I was playing it. Yeah. 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. There's still time. Um. But that, that that does it for this week. We it, we're a little bit curtailed because of not actually having like the full like late night results to really look at. I know we had one of them finished, but one one big tournament is not really like we know we're not gonna have a ton of data. But 
we would like to have more before we're able to make like sweeping judgments or anything like that. So hopefully by the time we're back next week, uh, there's more the PTCG Live works better for for what they're doing with their tournaments. We're able to get more data, and um, we'll have more of the top 16, top whatever data from the uh, Japan Championships, and we'll be able to make a, a full like not deep dive, but like yeah. kind of take our testing to the next next step. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, just have some more information. It's always helpful. Anything else you wanted to get to before we get out of here for the week? Yeah, I mean, I think we already covered it, I guess, but I just wanted to make sure we... So, if you were playing at an event this weekend, you would play Colorless Lugia? Oh, I think so. I know I would play Lugia. I still... I I, I think so. I, I, I like... Well, I like a version you of Colorless Lugia. You would play Lugia with Snorlax, yeah. 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 yeah, Lugia and Snorlax would be in my deck. I will put it that way. So, whether or not that has T-Tar in it or other cards in it, I don't know, but... I would think I would be playing Lugia with Snorlax if it if it was today, but that could change yeah, in two same. weeks. If NIC was today, I'd be playing Lugia. Awesome. Well, yeah, sweet. We'll, we'll be back next week with more information on Ancient Wisdom. Thanks, guys.